Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My, My Ship, Ship Story. Yeah, <laughs> that was terrible. Welcome, everybody to another episode of my ship story podcast i'm your host brad got with me scott and eric scott what's going on um nothing just I, i've been really busy filming uh here lately i did a music video last night and almost had a hiccup today because i forgot all my film equipment in the back of the jeep the wife took the jeep today to work and i was like oh i don't have a headphone oh i don't have a microphone oh i don't have any of my cables but yeah just doing that did another music video a couple days ago and then um filmed the movie a video video for who so, for yeah, who i was gonna ask you the same thing adult videos <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> no it's just a yeah, local yeah local. we want to know uh, no, it's meth mouth. <laughs> meth mouth. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't it's hope a, and faith it wasn't hope and faith from hope. Valleybrook. Uh, yeah well it was a faith uh it was a, a christian a christian rapper a local christian rapper so uh okay what about what about you eric what's going on nothing did you solve the the mystery of the intruder of the guy of the well with the no Honda? i haven't reported him but i know i know who it is um, but oh. I haven't reported him because i still live here so i don't want him coming back after me so you so, got eyes on him once I sell this house, maybe then I'll tell the police who it was and what happened just to keep an eye on him to see, you know, if he did this at, at, at my house, you know, who other what other times has he done this somewhere else and just come back? Yeah. You, know? you know, I think it would be funny to just, you know, this is me, my warp sense of humor, but I think it would be funny to have all this on video and have him come back in, have an electrician um like wire up the the locks and stuff and everything metal when he tries to unlock one of your windows <laughs> yeah, it, it's really funny unless he dies <laughs> <laughs> then you get in trouble because i just listened to a podcast called criminal on the the booby trap and how you would go to you can go to jail by booby trapping something and somebody gets hurt I mean, not um, if it goes viral, then you got enough money to, to, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, but it would be, I wouldn't mind it at all, basically, because I was, I was pretty pissed off. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I have some news, you know, usually I like to host because I don't have anything to, to say, but guess what I got? He got his mug. Oh, look at that, man. I got the My Ship Story mug, except that my wife put it in the dishwasher and a oh, lot of the stuff came off. Oh, and I'm like, no. Crap. Oh, but serious? Anyway, like still. Oh, man. Yeah, still a great, great mug. Thank you yeah. so much, Jason Colker. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Now, so. does it say like my story or, or ship or that's <laughs> Yeah, it? you like, can kind of <laughs> make it out still, but it's it's a little more faded. Holy crap. No, but at least I know now not to do the same thing. Yeah, don't well, put it I've in, washed mine, so now I'm going to have to go look at it. Now I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, okay. Let's let's get on with the podcast. Um, we've got uh, we've got uh, someone unfamiliar. We've had a lot of uh, recently. We've had a big string of heavy hitters that we knew pretty well, but um, we finally uh, mag managed to uh, snag someone from Carnival. Yeah, awesome. we like it. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Mike Strangis. Yeah. How'd I do? Did I get that? Perfect. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I right, can well, see Brad sweating. You're like, yeah, I was a little bit. But hey, Mike, um, tell us a little bit about how you got started working on ships. How did it happen for you? 
Sure. Uh, so the, the bug caught me early. Uh, when I was a kid, my parents took me on vacation. Uh, we were down uh, in Clearwater and took a trip to Tampa. And uh, we were down uh, at some of the shops near where the ships come in. And so I happened to be there when one of the ships was unloading and a bunch of the, the crew and staff were, you know, going off for their day. And uh, that to me just, uh, I knew what I wanted to do uh, from middle school on. Uh, ended up going to school. I got a degree in education, but then was just not ready to go into the, the school system quite yet. Uh, what, I, year, what year was it? Graduated in 96. I went to the library and got a book, uh, How to Work on Cruise Ships. And <laughs> That's so familiar. Same thing. Uh, yeah. Except I'm sorry to say my mom did that for me, and I didn't know until <laughs> she got she was hunting for me to get out of the house. Gotcha. Yeah, so, you know, I guess some of us can take a hint. Some of us can't. <laughs> um, but the back of the book, you know, it described all the different uh, jobs that you could have on a ship. And then the very last few pages had all the addresses to send resumes to. And I sent a resume to to every ship, every company. Got a lot of, uh, you know, Dear John letters and uh, didn't get anything. I was hired, uh, first of all, to the Delta Queen by a lady who said, okay, you're hired. Call me on Monday. Called her on Monday and she was gone. Oh, no. She was gone. I was apparently hired as a purser, but then no one else knew about it. So <laughs> that totally uh, Oops. went by the wayside. That is so, so funny. That is exactly uh, Royal Caribbean and, the, and this, this Delta the Delta Queen. They both contacted me the first. Day. I think Royal Caribbeans came in first and then uh, Delta came in like the next day. That's exactly the, the only two that I heard back from. I wonder if this is the same book. That's so wild. It, it very, oh, I'm it, sure. I'm sure it is. Was yeah. there a sample application? Because apparently my mom photocopied the application, filled it out, and, and sent that <laughs> yeah. in with the addresses. <laughs> I wait. A few weeks went by. Finally, got a call from Carnival, and so I um, was offered a job uh, on the youth staff, working with with kids from age uh, ages two to seventeen. So and I. What, I, what year was that? That was in 96. 96, okay. Yeah, and I, I worked for Carnival from, from 96 to 99. Worked on a couple of different ships. Uh, all as you staff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, so, uh, you didn't work was, your way up to cruise director in those three years. Not quite, but I was working <laughs> on it. I just didn't get that far. <laughs> uh, it, it was in my mind to sort of just get my foot in the door and maybe become a uh, a social host and then, then maybe go towards cruise director. But... Uh, didn't end up being that long. And on Carnival, was you stuff on the ships permanent, like they were on board? You had long contracts, like six months or or something like that? Yes. Yeah. They were between six and eight month uh, contracts. I started off on the Inspiration, which was uh, out of San Juan. My original contract was nine months. My girlfriend got a job uh, working there with me later on. So I ended up staying a full year. Oh my Ooh. God. A full yeah, so year. That's rough, Ooh. but cool. It was rough, but it was cool. Yeah. I got, yeah. I got to ask real quick. Um, I think she started on the inspiration in the holiday as well. She was on the original, uh, the, the takeout, but I just booked this girl day before yesterday from carnival. But uh, uh, do you know a Stephanie Elaine Samuel something? She was a, a, a dancer. 
Uh, that that name's not ringing a bell for me. Okay. Okay. Well, well, cool. Yeah, but I'm, I'll bet if you showed me a picture, I might recognize her. You said that you had uh, a story to tell about your days on board. So let's get to it. My name is Mike Strangis, and this is my ship story. I, I worked uh, as a uh, youth staff, started off as a uh, general youth staff, uh, and we would rotate through the different age groups we worked with. So we started off with two to four-year-olds, and then the next week we would go to uh, two five to, to seven. four. Holy cow. That just oh, seems yeah. like not, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like babysitting. Like, no, no, it, no. It was. It was a lot of diaper changing. Oh, yeah. No. But, you know, what do you, what do you want to be able to work in paradise? Well, you know. Yeah, maybe not changing diapers. diapers. I that's one job. I was a youth counselor once and I had seven and eight year olds for a summer. Mm -hmm. It was horrible, (laughs) horrible experience. (laughs) And any little doubt I had about ever wanting kids, this kind of threw it (laughs) just went away. (laughs) No way, no way. But anyway, go ahead. Well, so uh, they were having trouble uh, beefing up the teen program, so we got a a memo from corporate saying, hey, we, we want to know what you would do to beef, beef it up and, and have a really good team program. I'm thinking that's ideal. I can make my own schedule. Are you kidding me? Let me give you just a quick story with my, my very first day on the job. The very first day on the ship where we signed our paperwork and they showed us our cabin and then they took us out and got us good and drunk that night in the crew bar. I'm that's not nice, thinking. That's a nice <laughs> way to start. Yeah. It was a great way to start, but not realizing my shift started at 9 a.m. the next morning, which I slept right through. The Yeah, first day on the job, not a great way to start. My, my boss finally calls me and wakes me up. She'd had another uh, staff member come and kind of take over as a two to four-year-old. Because I was late, the parents were going on a tour and leaving the kid in the playroom. But the playroom's not open because I'm not there. So they had one of those little hand leashes connected to the kid, and they tied it to the gate. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy they're cow. Like, and they're just like, like eh, entertain yourself. Uh, mommy and daddy's going ashore. <laughs> Two to four years old, tied up to the door. Oh, <laughs> Oh, and, and so my my coworker shows up and the kids tied to the door. <laughs> How many kids were tied to the door? Made up the time there would have been a whole long line. Yeah, all just oh. tied together all the way down the hall. So yeah. just curious, how long was the kid tied to the door? It must have been 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, that's not that bad. No, no, I mean, you know, you're on yeah. the ship. Where are you going? Yeah, exactly. Oh, so that was my. They, they, they probably could have been tied up longer than that anyway. Wait, <laughs> at home, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my first. In, in the closet. Get in the closet. Bumper to the car. Yeah. <laughs> and you did you get in trouble for being late? Uh, I, it must not have been that bad. I don't remember it, but I'm sure, you know, it wasn't good. <laughs> There's nothing like going out and getting shit face the night before you're gonna watch a bunch of two-year-olds and, oh. and then you're hung over and you come in and they're they're tied to the door well nothing uh nothing moved me faster towards uh going for the team program so uh, eventually i uh 
I that up, sounds like a whole other different type of headache. Oh, it, it 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 is. But the nice thing was I can make my own schedule. So I didn't have to deal with them until, you know, an hour before the ship left. I really tried to maximize my team, you know, my time at the beach or That's my favorite restaurants and stuff. That's not bad at all. So when you first started and you were doing San Juan, was that a seven day Southern Caribbean run? Yeah, the seven day. Nice. Did, uh, San Juan, a- St. Thomas. Uh, Martinique, St. Martin, Barbados. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Antigua, maybe? Uh, no. No? No. That was, uh, I think that was uh, uh, an excursion that, that was optional. You could go. Cool. Very similar. So that's a very that's similar. A, run. That's a nice, I, that's a nice itinerary to get started on. Yeah. Was, it, it really was. It just, yeah. I remember the, the very first day, aside from being hungover, you know, coming down from below, because we didn't have a porthole or anything in our, our cabin. And so uh, just going up and seeing nothing but green, <laughs> green St. Thomas and blue water. I just remember thinking how amazing that view was. Like, you know, I, I made the right decision. I made the right choice for sure. I got to back up just one more. I'm trying to get a visual and I can't get it out of my head. But what was your visual experience when you walked around the corner and you saw the kid tied up to the door? Oh, I didn't see the kid because my my coworker found oh, the coworker that I can't. Yeah, even I heard about it would be. later on. Well, they're tied up. Let me go get some coffee. Up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I better call Mike and get him up here. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a great visual, though. I wish I would have seen that now. So, what type of? So, did you go straight from the two to four to teenagers and work mostly with teenagers, or did you move around quite a bit? Oh, I I did the whole. I went through the whole gamut about once. Uh, I did about five weeks before I did the team program exclusively. And so, what was the what was the best program that you were in? The younger, the teens, or the what, do you all have like the tweens, preteens, teens, and all that kind of stuff? Or Yeah, we sure did. And, and each one was a little different. You know, as the kids got older, the, they had scavenger hunts and, you know, pool night, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So when you're playing these scavenger so. hunts and maybe a hide-go-seat, was there ever a little kid or a teen that you just didn't want to find? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, there, there were a few doozies, um, especially some of the – some of the teens who uh, thought they were a little too cool for a cruise or a, a yeah. team program. I can uh, imagine. There are a few that, you know. We've uh, had a, we've had a couple of yeah. youth staff on from not, not Carnival, but other cruise lines. And there were like celebrity or entertainer children that were mm-hmm. on that seemed to be the worst. Did you have any experience with those? I didn't have any personally. I, I did have a boss who worked for another ship who had the Olsen twins on when they were young that and famous Kate and Ashley, I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, they were famous from a pretty young age. Yeah. 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 They, they've always been famous. Maybe they were tied to the door at home. <laughs> Maybe they were. <laughs> Those are not my what, what about, right. what about other kids or, you know, is there any rambunctious stories or, or, you know, crazy stories or a kid got lost or like, yeah. Did you lose any children? We we've had that. <laughs> uh, no, luckily I haven't. <laughs> but uh, you always um, tied them up before they left. Yeah, we always, yeah, we tied them up to make sure that they didn't get away. <laughs> cool. So, well, did you do you have any other stories that you want to tell us? It seemed like you had another one. Oh yeah. Well, uh, when I uh, when I originally uh, answered uh, the 
the ad for for sharing stories. It was it was uh, I think around the subject of unruly passengers or stories about nice. passengers who have been on board. Yeah. And this is one of my favorite stories just because I ran into this guy a few different times on this particular day. It was on our, our uh, Thursday night, which was the uh, suit and tie night, you know, the uh, formal, formal night. night, formal night. Thank you. And uh, so it's already late into the evening. The first dinner's already begun. There's a guy, uh, pretty heavy set, big guy who was still in the hot tub. And the deck crew is basically trying to coax him out, telling him it's time to get out. They need to close it up for the night. And as I'm walking by, going back to the team uh, video game area, I see the guy yelling at them and slapping the body, the, the water in the hot tub, like kind of like a baby. He looked like a big fat baby <laughs> is what he looked like. And screaming and slapping the water and saying, I'm not getting out. And so I'm kind of walk by and just kind of roll my eyes and, you know, laughing about the guy thinking that's it. So about an hour later, after our video game contest, I'm walking with the group of teenagers on Lido deck, uh, the inside section where all the clubs are and the piano bar and, and all that. I see the guy off to the side in one of the doorways and he had a bottle of booze with him, which he must've sneaked on board and drunk as anything and security approaching them. And they're kind of saying, Hey, come on, fellow, let's, you know, let's go back to the room, you know, and I see him kind of take them back. And I'm like, okay, that guy's had it. So now we've, we've gone to the show and we're walking back and who do I see again? The same guy about midway down Lido deck. I don't think he got very far within like an hour and a half. <laughs> probably just kind of made his way down. But at this point, I see security handling him and he's struggling a little bit. And I see coming up to my side, the staff captain walking up towards the guy. Uh-oh. And right about this time, the guy's kind of let go of him and the guy takes a swing at the staff captain. And this guy is huge. Both of them are big guys, but the staff captain is huge. And then I just see him point. He just had this point at the guy. <laughs> Security took him down, knocked him down, and I see him just kind of struggling with them. Then I'm like, okay, that guy's had it. He's done. Well, now I'm done with my shift. I'm going back down to my cabin, which is by the infirmary. So I'm ready to turn onto my hallway, and I hear this groan this loud groan. I look to my right and they're wheeling this guy out in a wheelchair <laughs> and he's just groaning. Like, like I found out later from the nurse that they injected him with sedatives. Um, and, <laughs> oh and so I don't know about other ships, but I know for Carnival in the same hallway we had uh, a brig. It was a brig slash morgue. Usually, if you look through the window, you can see two coffins in case something happened on board. Well, the, the coffins are in the hallway. So I'm thinking, wow, this is the first time I've seen this thing used. And so they <laughs> apparently the guy was in the brig for a couple of days before they got back to San Juan and turned wow. him over to the Coast Guard. Oh, man. those. I mean, so how common was it? Because Carnival has a reputation, of course, for being party ships, party city. So I imagine you're going to have a lot of uh, drunk, uh, drunken behavior and drunken incidents 
that happened. There was a lot of that, but that that's uh, that was all crude. most extreme I saw. Yeah, that was pretty pretty extreme. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, I worked with PO Australia, and they also have a reputation for like needing double the amount of security that like like Princess is really laid back and it's really quiet. You rarely get you know big problems. I mean, the odd one, but PN Australia had double the the crew <laughs> security. <laughs> Because the amount of drinking that goes on on those ships is just nuts, and I would imagine the security teams on Carnival must have been pretty, must be pretty big. There were, yeah, yeah it was a pretty good size uh, staff. Were they were they Filipino? Yeah, that's, that's a lot I'm of them ask. were. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know if they had Filipino or we had we had Gurkhas on for on In Nepal. Yeah. Yeah, we had Gurk. Gurk. Yeah. And Isra- oh, and the Israeli. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be well. Yeah, in Australia they had Kiwis that you know they had these tough Kiwi guys um, on their ships because it just was a little could be a little tough for the Filipinos to deal with some unruly Australian. <laughs> I only remember the Filipinos on on every ship that I was on. It was there might have been a you know one from nepal or something but i think they were mostly filipinos princess had gurkhas as well um also the same type of staff for a long time and then eventually filipinos and stuff Um, we had a lot of filipino and some from india so how big a group would you have to work with of kids like to say teenagers if you worked with teenagers how big uh groups did you end up having to work with it would depend really on the season uh, right. when, during the summertime or, you know, uh, spring right. break, that sort of thing. It might have upwards of maybe 25, 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other times in the year, it might might be, you know, three to 10. Oh, it just kind that of doesn't sound bad. Oh, no. Wow. no. Those that were sounds the nice- pretty cushy. Yeah. yeah. So, so, still, so still back in your day, not a lot of children cruising. Not like today. Oh, not the, like the, the cruise. Summer, but you would have had a lot in the summer. Okay. We had a ton of It's hard for me to remember. Especially when I was on the elation out of LA because you know the the families could come directly from the city or surrounding cities as opposed to San Juan, you know, oftentimes during the summertime we had a lot of uh the Puerto Rican families. Uh during the the school year a, a lot of the uh, people would fly in from usually from the Midwest. But if you're out of LA, then you're getting, I would assume, quite a lot. I mean, I just remember uh, while at Princess, we used to manage, you know, based on ratios, like the, the younger kids, you had to have more people on board to watch. The middle age was, the ratios was a little bit different. I don't remember what they were, but we would do the calculations and the summer months, Princess, and that's Princess, and I would think Carnival would have more, but high season, it was more than 500 kids on, on these ships. Yeah, we did um, have quite a few. Yeah, yeah. all of the, all the ships, that I, I mean, the Majesty Monarch and the Empress and the, but I mean, they, you know, the youth counselors, you know, they always had at least 15 kids, 15, 25, 30 kids. Yeah. And there was what, three or four or five youth counselors. But let me, so let me ask you this. So being that you, there was only around five kids and stuff. I mean, that's gotta be a pretty cush life. Like as far as, you know, cause you're, cause your activities end around what, like eight or nine o'clock. And then, you know, parents go to the eat with your, you know, go to eat with your parents and get drunk all night or what? Yeah. Well, and, and it was rare that we had that few, uh, on, on most nights it, it was, uh, kind of a afternoon activities, go to the pool, play volleyball, that kind of thing. We'd play soccer and then, uh, take a break go to dinner, 
meet again around six. We might go to a show or buffet, have a video game tournament. And oftentimes I would work until 11 or 12 doing some of the activities. Do you ever take any kids on tours on land or and maybe like lose a kid? <laughs> no, that wasn't anything that, that we did on, on our ship. I know that some of the ships that went to Alaska, uh, like go to a bowling alley and things like that, because uh, the Tropical was a smaller ship that didn't have much room for like a kids activity area. Oh, that would be fun. Cool. Go ashore and go bowling. Go bowling in, in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you must have had at least some unruly kids. Can you think of any stories about children that were difficult? Maybe any that you wanted to tie to a door? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I think the, the adults behaved worse than the kids did. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and like parents that behave poorly. Remember having a dad that came in to pick up his kids one time and uh, passed out on the playroom floor. Oh, no. <laughs> so all the kids are gone. Parents are walking around them, stepping over them. <laughs> Had to call his wife to come and get them. Oh, my, oh my gosh. God. That's funny. It does, somehow doesn't shock me, but it's that's that's pretty <laughs> irresponsible. Yeah. I would so, assume that some parents would just feel like, okay, they're years. I'm free. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Have at them. Uh, we've had a few of those. One time in particular that, that I remember that's kind of a funny story is usually the dancers would do kind of an end of the week variety show. And they, they did a, a little dance and song and dance number called If I Were Not Upon the Sea. It's probably uh, on yeah. most shits. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it is. I yeah. still love that. Oh, I, do I, still, I do too. <laughs> you have to like it, right? It's so catchy. But, uh, so I, you know, after working a year on board, I was thinking I'd like to do something different. You were the lighthouse keeper, weren't you? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I did the lighthouse I, keeper. I, I love wonder, I love them all. I yeah. wonder if the characters are the same. Sweep, actually. Well, see, yeah. So the characters might be a little different uh, on, on Cruise Line because we didn't have a, Royal didn't have a chimney sweep. Well, I was going to say, now, what part does a chimney sweep say? And, well, actually, tell us about that whole thing, about the characters that are probably different. But I don't know what a chimney sweep, because for the, for the, for the, uh, uh, what, what, what I was say? the one? Oh, it was the under. Close your eyes, lay them out, shove them, them, in, a shove them in a box. It gotcha. So I was yeah. uh, up the flu, up the flu 20 times a day. Right. Okay. And right. so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the horse in front of me would bend over and I'd. Yeah. A, a, a horse, horse. <laughs> up their ass. Yeah. Okay, run through these characters. Uh, we've yeah, got to hear oh all the characters. These are completely <laughs> different characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's carnival. We could loosen up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, all the old people. <laughs> so, uh, so I volunteered to do that for a while, but it happened to be one week that I was scheduled to babysit late. So after my teenagers left. Uh, we could babysit until two or three in the morning uh, until the, the parent, until the bars closed and the parents could come pick them up. So I had this uh, family that left their kid with, uh, with me in the playroom. I think it was like one of the only kids there that night. And I was due to go be in the show. So I, I had a coworker come and just cover me while I went down, did my bit, and then came back up. 
So I go down, do the show, come back up, and this kid's mom <laughs> comes up and she says, you know, we were just at the show, and there's this guy in the show who looked just like you. <laughs> I said, oh, really? I, I can't imagine who that would be. <laughs> like, you know, I, I I could have just said something like, yeah, I went down there and did the show and came back up to watch the kid, left the kid tied up while you went (laughs) down. (laughs) So let me, let me ask you. So when the kid, when the parents, you know, like you said, two or three o'clock in the morning, you're watching a kid or babysitting stuff. Was there ever a point of time when the parents come to pick their kids up and they are too far gone? Is there ever a, uh, I don't know if I can let you Well, kids. yeah. I mean, the guy who passed out, that's one example. <laughs> yeah, his wife is okay, so that, that worked. Well yeah. well, yeah, but I'm saying, is it, you know, your parents have come and they're both can't even stand up. Are you under some sort of obligation to go, uh, let me have security walk all of you back to your cabin or can't have your kids? Or you're like, all right, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, Anything at like the that? time, I think I probably would have said, ah, oh, good luck. You know, but you know, as a as an adult, thirty years later, I'm thinking maybe uh, maybe that probably wouldn't have been a good idea. No, <laughs> no, I would think so. Okay, so most of us have gone to work drunk, but we weren't watching kids. So, did you all ever go to work pretty tipsy? I can't speak for anybody else. I know I have. Yeah. Okay. So you did. Now, did that make it the job a little more fun that you were tipsy? Well, uh, yeah. So this is the one night I'm thinking in particular was a, a Sunday night. And so we've been in port all day. Now, this is a really cool thing. My college roommate was in the Coast Guard and he was full time Coast Guard active duty. Then in college, he was in the reserves. And then went full time again, active duty. So about four months into my con- my first contract, right about the time I start getting lonely for, for my girlfriend and for home, I go to the mall in San Juan with, with my roommate. And then we're going to meet the rest of the, the co-workers at a uh, restaurant at Chili's. So they get out of the car. I see everyone kind of pile out of the car. I see all my coworkers, and I see a guy that looks familiar. And I'm thinking, no way, that looks like my college roommate. So he was active duty in San Juan for about oh, a month and a half. So he would come every Sunday and pick us up. And, oh, wow. and we would go explore the island or find a bar, more, more oh. or less found a bar. And then, uh, so this one particular uh, evening, we get back late. I mean, when I ran into the port, there was nobody in line. I run through the doors, ready to go on board the ship, and it's pulling away. It hits about a foot and a half from the dock. They're getting ready to shut the doors where the gangplank is. I take a flying leap. The guys grab me. My feet are dragging in the water. Oh, and no. and I've, I've had a few, I'd had a few drinks already. And so I was due to go and do the, 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 uh, the lifeboat drill or the uh, go and 
show everyone how to properly put on a life vest. And, and I can barely stand still and you know, trying to show them how to put on a, a life vest. And uh, then we had to go and, and do kind of an introduction for the kids and parents to uh with your with your feet still soaking from trying to get on the show oh absolutely and and probably stinking like a brewery but uh and had to explain about all the fun festivities for the week oh man that's that's a rough to be in front of passengers and be like especially if you're supposed to be taking care of their kids you're like oh man well one of the one of the questions that we uh, go ahead eric sorry no, no, I was going to say one of the only times that in front of, like as an assistant purser, I rarely drank at the at the front desk of doing reception. But uh, when I was uh, on the Majesty and it was, I don't know where we were, but we had, we would order drinks from the bar. They would bring them down and we keep them in the safety deposit room. And I remember it was me and Barry Safley, this, you know, co-worker that we had at the time. And we would take turns going back there and just drinking. And I, we must have had at least three, four, five beers while we were on duty at the front desk. And I just remember that the our the, the guest services manager came out and she was like, "You guys are having a little too much fun. What are you guys? What are you guys up to?" <clears throat> but she was really cool, and that was uh, Michael Bailey's uh, now ex-wife, the, the head of head of Royal Caribbean. But uh, but that was actually a lot of fun. I had so much fun at the front desk while I was drinking a lot, a lot more than I ever did otherwise. Well, what I was going to say was that um, w- one of our questions is normally, um, "Have you almost had a? Uh, have you ha- ever had an almost Mr. ship story?" But that sounds like that was it. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely it. Usually, I was on time, and usually I was pretty sober. But uh, that was—that's my... pretty close, man. Yeah, we had we had had someone get pulled on the ship with their feet dangling in the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, do you have any favorite ports? Like, were you always in the Caribbean? Did you get out? Did you get? I, I guess you said you were in Alaska, right? I wasn't. Uh, oh, oh, okay. That—that that was just what the Tropical did. Um, yeah, so I was in the Caribbean for a year and then uh, L.A. for about seven months. Were you doing three and four day out of L.A.? Out of yeah, San we, Pedro? we did a week. We did the Riviera. Oh, oh yeah. okay. You did a week. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Those yeah. Seven days. The Mexican Riviera. Yeah. yeah. Mazalan yeah. and PV. Acapulco. And Acapulco. Yeah. I love Acapulco. Acapulco. Well, the seven That's day went down to down. Acapulco because no. that was usually the ten day run that would go to Acapulco. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe they did. Um, no, no, we didn't. We just did the no. seven days. Uh, the Cabo, PV, yeah, Cabo, Mazatlan. And, yeah. So, Mike, let me let me ask you. So, before your girlfriend, or after your girlfriend, or either one, before she came on, did you ever hook up with any passengers? No, I was. I, you know, I was, I was pretty uh, dedicated. Okay, yeah. awesome. Now, second yeah. part of that question with your girl. Or, or whoever, um, where was the strangest place you did it on ship? Pretty much our cabin. Yeah, we, we weren't that adventurous. Yeah, these are the the Scott stock questions that he tries to get out of people to talk about sex. <laughs> hey, yeah. sometimes just, it pays off. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. It does. Like I'll have to, yeah. I'll have to yeah. edit out this entire thing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing on the bridge or on the pool yeah, table. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you have any favorite ports? Yeah, I always enjoyed San Juan. Love St. Thomas. Any favorite bars? You know what? Uh, the the Blue Parrot in San Juan and the, the Boathouse in Barbados. 
I didn't get much time off in San Juan. No, I didn't either. Uh, I, I, didn't I got either. to see San Juan on, on the Sovereign, which we, we did an overnight in San Juan, but that was part of the Eastern Caribbean run. And then we would go out. And that was a lot of fun because we had all night. We, we arrived at like 9 p.m. and left at 2 p.m. the next day. So, Mike, any anything else you need to lay on us? Any other stories you want to tell? Well, I, I will say that uh, Kathy Lee Gifford used to do the commercials for Carnival, and she made me miss my my entire day one time because she had to film a damn commercial <laughs> on the ship really wow oh, yeah yeah we all had to stay in our cabins it was we... her that locked her kids to the door wasn't it <laughs> i blamed her for everything that day it was awful oh you were stuck in your cabin i mean you could go to crew areas on the, on the i mean street. yeah we could we could stay in our area but we couldn't yeah. go down to the where the purser's desk or anything was because that's where they were filming couldn't be in the background or in the way. Were you guys ever on board when they were filming commercials? Because I remember once well, I was on board Majesty, they were filming uh, commercials uh, for the for the for the cruise line. It was actually kind of fun. I never yeah. saw any of that. The only the only filming that I saw or or was a part of um, went is uh, Bill Wittiak or or JD. Um, the video guys were shooting videos to send you know to for the cruise. Well, yeah. for the cruise or review or commercials and stuff to send back to shoreside so they could make a commercial but i never saw any film filming yeah no yeah i i had a kind of a similar experience as you mike is um they were filming this was in on the viking serenade in la and they were filming uh, a movie it was that that snl character i think her name was like sweeney or something and she did this like uh like uh and was that a pat isn't it? Pat. It's Pat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they blocked, they had to block the gangway and, and we're like, for fuck's sake, guys, it's turned around in LA. We need to use the gangway. And I was trying to get crew off. I was a second crew then. And um, they, they wouldn't let us use the gangway. And I was, I was aggravated. Anything else you want to lay on us? Fondest memory, craziest memory. I think my, honestly, my fondest memory is just everybody. I, I love the fact that we're in the age of Facebook and I can still keep in contact with the whole staff from, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago is the best. Living here in Ohio, uh, I've got several who are in Ohio or within a, maybe a three hour drive that I'm able to meet with on occasion. Which Where, is what what part of Ohio? I'm in central Ohio. I'm about uh, 20 miles north of Columbus. Yeah. I mean, I get lucky that every once in a while somebody comes through like, and I forgot to mention that, but maybe I'll mention the next one. People come through here often enough in, in Nashville that I do see ship people, ship friends every once in a while. I mean, I probably see like three or four a year that come through. Um, different people and that I get to just meet up with and, you know, have drinks and stuff. Let, <laughs> let me ask you this, Mike, what, why did you leave ships? What, what did it for you? Were you, was it just enough or what, what happened? Uh, you know, I think it, it became enough. I'm not going to name names, but I had this supervisor who was nuts, just was uh, a, a little too 
overbearing with things. I think it was time to go home. I think once I got tired of not being able to get in my car and go do what I want when I want, yeah. and I was ready to get back in school. So, How I, long were you on ships altogether? Almost three years. Um, last, last question for me before we go. When you, uh, and we didn't really dive into your girlfriend or anything at the time, but when you left, did you guys leave together or was she on another ship or were you, were you guys on the same ship the whole time? Or uh, We were on uh, both ships uh, most of the, so she came on board the inspiration uh, towards the end of my contract. So that's why I stayed longer, but we both ended up going to the elation for that contract. I ended up marrying her. She's my wife. Oh, wow. Oh, oh. Well, that's so a good nice. ending. Fantastic. Yeah. That's a great ending. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a good ending. Yeah. Is there, well, speaking of endings, is there anything that you want to leave us with as far as your time on board ships? Do you feel like it, it made an impact on you? I think it made a huge impact on me. I think, uh, you know, most places I go or most jobs I've taken, it always comes up. It's one of those things that just comes up. Like I have to tell everybody about this amazing <laughs> experience that I had. You know, I had an interesting thing happen. Company where I work now hired a receptionist. She was talking about this and she had been a singer on board ships for Carnival. She and I, to this day, will just talk about experiences and, you know, cones <laughs> who were terrible or whatever. I assume it's like the military. If you've been on ships, it's almost a camaraderie or a band of brothers just because you've been through these experiences. Yeah. Absolutely. I always relate it to going to prison. You know, you get, institution, <laughs> you get institutionalized. I don't know what military, like, like Mikel's Navy or something. <laughs> I'm more familiar with prison than the military. Well, let's wrap it up here. Thanks so much, Mike. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. All right. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, it's good having people on from Carnival. Gosh, I love it when they say cones. Yeah. Cones. (laughs) Yeah. You just know it is. Yeah, Carnival. I'm and, really, really curious now on the on the um, if uh, if I were not upon the seas. Now I'm going to have to go look at Carnal's version of that because yeah. I've never heard of a horse and uh, no. and I'm like a horse like a horse. Sweet. Where's a horse get in? How does well, the, the horse, horse get bent in over? And then I put you know I was like put the the flute up. The I was like what? What? Well, it's got to be. Well, I'm sure you can find something online. It's got to be there. Oh yeah, and the and yeah. the person and the thing on the other side has to be different too. He's got to be in the well, but he, he can't be on the over, end. He bends over to do this, so it might be similar to the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, we got to we got to close our eyes, lay them out them in, box. in a box. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio, and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage